Blog Talk Radio. Edition of the uh, Pajama Party. I want to go to Papa DJ and your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir. Right there. Comment allez-vous, Papa? Mm-hmm. She <laughs> knows nine words of French. I'm a huge I know that's right. We know where she had been all week. On the Champs Elysees. Okay. On the beach, hello. That's okay. Mm-mm. It's been a good week. That's How was your week, Kevin? I can't complain. I've been with the, the Latino guy. Oh, my. Talking Spanish. Como te amas? Oh. <laughs> and beans and rice. Uh, right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't want to pull y'all. Spicy beans and rice. Watch out now. Kick, 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 kick. Uh-oh. See, here we go. What you been up to, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing a normal life. Living a normal life, okay. Yeah, normal by what standard? All right, now. Any means necessary, I yeah. guess. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you want to get get it started, get the party started? You might as well. We got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. All right, what we got on the rundown tonight, Kettle? All right, uh, hot topics tonight. Cosby gets three to ten years, unfortunately. Um, American Bar Association calls for the FBI probe, and um, White House orders FBI probe on Kavanaugh. Uh, hit it and quit it headlines. Crisis hotline calls increased 201%. Texas Attorney General defends law for forcing kids to stand for the pledge. Also, Qualcomm accuses Apple of stealing its secrets. Mm. And, uh... The Biramala Temple revokes ban on women. That's an interesting story. Um, what's popping with Papa Didi? He got a surprise for us tonight. Our weird news. Man accused of taking 150 pounds of waffle mix. Oh. Also, California divorce courts go to the dogs. Who let the dogs? Okay, and Six Flags St. Louis offers perks for customers. Oh, okay. I'm just saying with red wine, if you don't understand, just shut up. Shut up. Living for the city with Papa Didi, another surprise. My Hollywood wrap-up, I'm going to talk about Halle Berry, Tom Hanks, Jesse Williams, Chandra Rhimes, and Carrie Washington. Also, our cocktail of the week is uh, La Con Leon La La La. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> What's it called? La La La. Mm. I guess if we weren't drinking it, we could say it. I guess so. La Colonial. La, la Colonial, okay. And I'll kiss it list in the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we're going to come right back with the hot topics. So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. 
We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and a Game Changer, and of course, we have the last word. I like the revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Woo-wee! I like that Crown Royal Flush with the Crown Royal Peach Stops and Cranberry Juice. Oh, yeah. And one of my favorites huh, was the, uh, wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule. Yeah, the Dutch Mule with the kettle orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. There are so many to choose from on the apajamaparty.com website. So check out the Cocktail of the Week archives to get the recipes. And you can find out how to make the Cocktail of the Week and sip along with us. Are there instructions there, too? Sure they are. Along with pictures of the drink so you know exactly what it's supposed to look like. So what's that y'all got in your glass? This is a boomerang. Uh, well, I got a kinky read over here. And I got the ABS. Get the recipes at www.apajamaparty.com and click on Cocktail of the Week. Cheers! Hi, right, welcome back to the Jump Party. I'm with your host, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello! And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Come on, tell Como tale vous? Oh, que pasa? Oh, boy. We're going to go both languages. Okay. All right. Let's see. We got hot topics tonight. With some hot ones, too. They sizzling. Oh, yeah. Jumping off the page. What you got for us, Papa Didi? Well, this first story is about uh, Bill Cosby. Oh, yeah. Which is a household name. You know, I'm sure he's, he's shocked himself to see his reality come in front of his face. Just by a few chosen people in the prosecutor's office that was testing to get him no matter what. They already had a hung jury, so they figured they'd do a process of elimination. Bring in enough people that, uh, you know, don't give a damn what happens to him. But anyway, um, this is in Norristown, Pennsylvania, which is about maybe 15, 20 minutes out of Philadelphia. A judge declared Bill Cosby a sexually violent predator. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, as the uh, first step towards sentencing, 81-year-old uh, comedian for drugging and sexually assaulting a woman over a decade ago. All right, the classification means that uh, Cosby must undergo monthly counseling for the rest of his life and report quarterly to authorities. His name will appear on the uh, sex offender rest on the sexual offender roster. Hmm. Sent to his neighbors, schools, and victims. That's rough. So, so they actually locked him up. Yeah, prosecutors asked for five to ten years behind bars. The defense requests how the the the, the, the defense. Requested a house arrest, saying Cosby is too old and helpless due to time in prison, mm. and he's legally blind. Is I wonder is that a maximum, you know, security prison, or is it a minimum? Or do you know, Bob? Someone tell me it was a new. It was a new. Uh, it's facility. new though. It's mm-hmm. definitely a new prison altogether. Right. Yeah. I wonder how they treat him. They, they were talking about what he was fed the other day. I forgot what he said. 
<clears throat> but he ate well, so. Yeah, my take on that is I, I think he's going to do probably one and a half and uh, on good behavior and get out within three years. But, uh, you think so? Yeah, I think so. Because mm. the guy, well, he's 81 or 80. Yeah, he's in his 80s. Yeah. He can't do so much. But my thing was why his wife didn't show up. Yeah, that's all right. When the sentencing happened, she was not there. Yeah, they did say something about um, he didn't want them to be harassed and humiliated, I guess. But uh, it's the last time you're going to see your husband? I mean, come on now. That's kind of rough. Well, you can get visitors. Yeah, but true that. I mean, you know, I don't know. She wasn't there for a, a long period of time, you know, if she didn't show up. I guess he didn't want her to see him like that. Maybe that was it. I don't know. Yeah. So he's got um, what they say about his cell number? Not cell number. What do you call it? Prison number. What about it? They gave him this prison number, and they it was in one of the stories that I saw. Mhm. Did you see anything, Papa, about his prison number? I did see his number. It's got a couple of ends in it. I know they just went all out to expose his whole. Situation. I don't know if he even does that to other prisoners, you know. So they were acting like he was going to get away. I think they thought that once they let him out for uh, to get his uh, stuff in order, stuff in order, he would have manipulated the system by not going to jail. They were paranoid, you know. They, they thought he was a flight something. risk. I don't really? know. They whatever they they thought he was, they stopped it before it could materialize. So wow. I think his, his lawyer was about a book. He wouldn't let him flee like that, you know, because that's his yeah. reputation also. So I, I just couldn't see that. But here we go again about the quote-unquote black man and the things they have to exploit on the black man. and It's unfortunate, you know. White man, they just let his ass go to prison. And that's it. Yeah, they, they said he's going to be in the general population. Really? That he's not going to get all this special treatment and all that stuff, but we'll see what happens. I, I think that the guys are going to treat him with respect and stuff because he's 80-something years old. I mean, who's, who's going to harm an 80-year-old man? Yeah, I mean, that may be. Yeah. But just keep in mind what happens to people that go to jail for raping people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Prisoners don't really... Yeah. They're not polite to rapists. Um... More or less for kids when they do it to children or younger folks or something like that, but adults, it might be a little different. I'm not sure, but I don't know. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't like that. I don't know. Oh, hopefully everything will stay cool and calm, you know, in the prison system. If it doesn't, I'm quite sure they'll move him, you know. All right, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a caller. Let's see what the caller has to say about it. Oh, caller, welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Hello. You are live on the air. Go right ahead with your comment. Yes, and how y'all doing? Ah, uh, how are you doing? Okay, now I'm going to uh, do my take on the video I was talking about, uh, Bill Carlton. Well, mm-hmm. he's in a maximum security prison, which is brand new, and he's mm-hmm. not in the population. He's in his own little room, and mm-hmm. his first day when he went, he had spaghetti. No, he had, he had meatballs and rice. 
he had mashed potatoes and he had something, green beans or something, and he slept well because they showed a diagram and pictures of, the, of it. They had cameras showing everything. Dang. Really? Yeah, showing everything. Is that normal? They show him in his room and everything. Okay. Oh, it is God. A, oh, this is a, like a maximum place, but he's going to be there temporarily till they find somewhere to put it. He's oh, not going to do okay. all the time there. He's not going to do all okay. the time until they find somewhere to put it. But he's not in population. Okay. Right, so he's like in a little room by himself. Mm-hmm. So they had to do a roll call or something. So they, now they do the call or whatever, the, the, the call uh-huh. in the morning or something. To, yeah, so he had to, you know, do that too. Yeah. So they, they treat him uh, like, you know, they had doctors check him and everything. They treat him like. Well, that's good. I mean, you know. Yeah, Red, he was going to go through about 10 days of evaluation oh, with really? various things, psychiatrists and evaluators yeah. who ask all kind of questions and all kind of stuff, basically trying to figure out where he is on the scale, I guess, of sex offenders or something. Right. Right. That's why they got him by himself because they get... They they don't know whether somebody might try to get at him or somebody might try to defend him. So they, he is by himself. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for now until they find somewhere else to put him. I don't know where they're gonna send him to. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, Colin. Well, thank you for the information. Okay. Appreciate it. Anything else All you right. want to say for tonight? Yeah, I'll call back when y'all get to talk about 45. And, and, and 45 and 38. Okay, 45 oh. and 38. <laughs> okay, you, you know, know who we will. Is, right? yeah. You know who 38 is, right? Bush. No, no who 38 is 38. Is, 38, that, that's, that's the Jewish. Okay, that's the Jewish. Oh, Kevin? <laughs> yeah, that's 38. Oh, my God. That, 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 okay. That, that, that Glock 9 is on all, on all both of them, okay? Oh. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, Carla. Well, we'll hear back from you because that will be coming up next. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank all right. All stand right. by. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, that's a good one, 38, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Baby, that's funny. All right. Well, let's see. Speaking of uh, 38, let's talk about the uh, American Bar Association. Okay. What's going on with them? Okay. The ABA, the American Bar Association, calls for FBI investigation into Kavanaugh allegations. So this is the bar which he has taken and everything, and he's has li- he's licensed and stuff under that, right? Because uh-huh. he's a lawyer. Okay. So the American Bar Association has asked the Senate Judiciary Committee to suspend his consideration of Brett Kavanaugh's nomination to Supreme Court until an FBI investigation is completed. So this bar association wants them to, I guess, just um, what are you saying? To hold, I guess, the you know, um, what could hold the consideration of him being the judge until the investigation. So in a Thursday night letter that followed an emotional and compelling day of hearings at which Kavanaugh again denied the nearly four decades old allegations of um, Dr. Christine um, Blasey Ford, she's one of three named accusers. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So um, 
the four-paragraph letter addressed to Senator uh, to Senate Judiciary Chairman Chuck Glassie um, represented a stunning turn of events. The ABA um, had bestowed its highest ratings of unanimous, well-equipped, well-qualified for the Supreme Court, and Kavanaugh pointed to the ABA's support during Thursday's proceedings. It goes on to say, each appointment to our nation's highest court is simply too important to rush to a vote, the ABA President uh, Robert Carlson wrote in a letter. Deciding to proceed without conducting additional investigation would not only have a lasting impact on the Senate's reputation, but it will also negatively affect the great trust necessary for the American people to have in the Supreme Court. Making makes sense. sense. Yeah, I'm going to say it makes good sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, Senator Lindsey Graham of uh, South Carolina, he pointed to the ABA's grading as evidence of Kavanaugh's qualifications on Thursday. He says, here's my understanding. If you lived a good life, people will recognize it like the American Bar Association has, the gold standard, he said. His integrity is absolutely unquestioned. So. Um, in the closing of his letter, Carlson wrote, respectively, the Senate should recognize that a thorough FBI investigation will demonstrate its commitment to a Supreme Court that is above reproach. What do they mean if you've lived a good life? Hmm. Do they mean a privileged life? Do they mean if you didn't kill anybody? I think that. I think what you're saying there, yeah. So if you didn't kill anybody... You didn't rape anybody. Right. Didn't gang rape anybody. Okay. Didn't mess with anybody. Okay. Then that's considered, quote unquote, a good life. Living a good life. I guess. Yeah. But I guess more or less saying, if you lived a good life, it's going to come out and it's going to show. I guess so. Yeah. You know. And then the flip side is, but if you haven't, well, that's going to come out. Well, now. And that's why the American Bar Association was saying, why y'all rushing? Right. Why don't you just do the investigation? Right. Because Dr. Ford made a lot of sense and sounded very convincing Mm -hmm. when she recalled the events that happened to her when she was 15. Right. Hmm. So. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You all right over here, Papa? Oh, he too quiet. He he, he got something stirring up. What's your take on it? I just think that, first of all, 15 is an age where, you know what's going on in your life. You do or don't? You do. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're seven, eight years old. Mm-hmm. When you're 15, you're already hanging out and doing your thing, and then people are so privileged, you know. And who's, now what's, what's the background, i like to know, of, of Kavanaugh's situation? What, what kind of money was his parents sitting on? Because they was able to come along. He was in private schools and exactly. all this Plus kind of thing. Plus they used to play, like the lady said in her testimony, they will play down at the different um, uh, country, club. country clubs in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And this was all up around Chevy Chase, Maryland. They were all raised wow. up, up in the in the suburbs of, they call it the suburbs of Washington. <laughs> That's Chevy Chase, Maryland. How are you going to be in the suburbs of Washington when you live in Maryland? You know? It's just right above these. Yeah, that's what they call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's going backwards. If you're going to live in the suburbs, you had to go back to where you came from, not not be ahead, you know. I mean, I can't say I I live in the suburbs of Philadelphia and I'm closer to Delaware. We're almost in Delaware, you know. <laughs> I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. But D.C. and Maryland are two different regions. Mm-hmm. Despite how close they may be, you know, if you're on the Beltway or you're on 270, you're in Maryland. So where, where does D.C. even come into play at? Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's, I'm from here, but <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Well, along that same vein, let's talk about that hearing yesterday. Mm. I guess that was a hearing. Ooh. I don't know what that was. That was like uh, a hot, dramatic mess. <laughs> well, that's what the Republican folks were saying. They thought it was a hot mess, too. It was a hot mess. And I think, you know, for Dr. Blase Ford, when she gave her testimony, she she was very, at least in my opinion, she was very convincing. She sounded like she was recalling events that she believed to be true. And she was very believable. She was compelling. She was believable. She didn't sound rehearsed or or too staged with it and all. And it just something about her just seemed very genuine to me. Mm-hmm. And the questions that they were asking her, I think the one that stuck out in my mind was when they were asking her, um, the, the lady that they brought in, the prosecutor, mm-hmm that they brought in, she asked her, how can you be so sure that it was Brett Kavanaugh that pushed you down and covered your mouth? Mm-hmm. And she said "How?" She said something like, I'm just as sure as I'm talking to you right now. Mm-hmm. And then she said something else she asked her, and she, because she's a psychologist, she broke out some science, mm-hmm. and I'm not even going to try to paraphrase it because she was like way over my head, mm-hmm. but she broke out something talking about when certain memories or things happen to you, it releases a certain endorphin. chemical in your brain, not an endorphin, but something else. It releases something in your brain that leaves like an indelible impression, and those are the things that you just don't forget. And those old white guys were sitting there like, uh, uh okay, because they couldn't refute it because they knew right. nothing about Right. But she said it like without hesitation. She wasn't reading it looking for a printed mm-hmm. definition. Mm-hmm. That was what she knew. Right. I was like, see, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to talk some stuff, mm-hmm. talk what you know. That's true. She didn't come in there all pissed off and angry right. like Mr. Kavanaugh right. who came in behind her. I don't know what that was. Like like Michael Bayer said earlier, that was a hot mess. <laughs> he started out being very sincere. Mm-hmm. He was crying and sniffling and whatnot, yep, yep. talking about the impact it's had on him and on his family yep. and how it's destroying his career and all this. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, when I'm listening to his lengthy opening speech, mm-hmm. It started to really all sound like this is all about him. Mm-hmm. And I get it in a, in a sense. Yes, it's about you, mm-hmm. but now it's really all about you. Mm-hmm. You're like, this is doing something to my career. I may never be able to teach again, or I might not be able to practice again. And how it's affecting, he mentioned the children, his wife, but then mm-hmm. it all came back to him again. Right. And I was thinking, you know, it seems like you would be more concerned about the family. Saying, well, not even just the family, but just mm-hmm. saying, if I didn't do this mm-hmm. and I'm here to just clear my name, mm-hmm. so ask me whatever you want to ask me, mm-hmm. bring in whoever you need to bring in, mm-hmm. witnesses, whatever, but mm-hmm. I am innocent. Because he kept repeating how innocent he was mm-hmm. and how these four witnesses 
claim that they don't recall any of these events. It's all fictitious. So does he feel as if these witnesses are lying, or they just? Well, he's saying these witnesses, the four witnesses, are saying that they don't recall. Mm-hmm. But that's different from saying I was there and it didn't happen. Right. They were saying we were all drinking, mm-hmm. and I don't remember that this happened. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're under oath and, and you can be, you know, locked up for perjury, you don't want to be too quick to say, oh, I'm absolutely sure that this didn't happen. Now, did this woman say that he did something to her or that he was attempting to do something to her? Attempting. Okay. She said that he and his friend, whose last name is Judge, Mark Judge, I think his name is, Mm -hmm. that they had uh, taken her up to this room or somebody invited her up to this room. Mm -hmm. Somehow she ended up in this room. Right. And they pushed her down. And then when she tried to get away, he wouldn't let her go. Mm -hmm. Kavanaugh. Okay. And then she said when she tried to scream, he covered her mouth. Mm -hmm. And that's when she really started to feel panic-stricken. Mm-hmm. Because then she was like, okay, now he's covered my mouth. He's very drunk. Mm-hmm. And the way he kept covering her mouth, she felt like either he's trying to rape me mm-hmm. or he might accidentally kill me mm-hmm. just from the way he was trying to cover her mouth. But she mm-hmm. mentioned about wearing a one-piece swimsuit because they were at the wherever they were. The and she party. had a pool party, mm-hmm. I assume. She mm-hmm. had on a one-piece swimsuit mm-hmm. under her clothing. So when he was holding one hand over her mouth trying to remove her clothing, Mm -hmm. he couldn't really get too far because the swimsuit was there in the way. And then finally, um, she said the guy, Mark, judge, was standing in the background laughing, and at one point he jumped on the bed too. Mm -hmm. But it was Kavanaugh that had his hand over her mouth. Mm -hmm. And she was recalling this from, what, 30-some, 34 or so years ago. Mm -hmm. So, of course, when the questions were coming up about why didn't you say something before, right. I mean, I'm going to talk about that later on, I'm just well, saying. Let me, let me ask you, well, how did she get out of the situation? She finally got away. She kept fighting. Okay. And, then she, and because he was very drunk, mm-hmm. she said she had been drinking as well, mm-hmm. which is why she was saying, I cannot tell you with a surety every single detail, but I know that much. Mm-hmm. I know who pinned me down and had their hand over my mouth. She said, that much I do now. Okay. So, anyway, now the White House is calling for an FBI probe into the whole situation after everything blew up with the vote this morning, right. this afternoon, rather. Makes sense. They were supposed to have this vote ready to go, right. and the Democrats were walking out saying that I am not going to vote for this. Mm-hmm. It should be um go to an FBI probe, mm-hmm. you know, we need to have an investigation. Right. There's still two other accusers who we don't know anything about other than what we read in the paper. So are they coming forward? I don't know if they're going to include them. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was very confusing because they were saying on the one hand, we're still going to go forward with the vote, mm-hmm. but we're going to give it one more week for the investigation. Right. So... The whole thing was just, I mean, it's been... Sounds like they just want some clarity. I think they do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and they realize that this is just adding to more division in the country. Right. With people now being more divided uh, against party lines. Now you've got people feeling like uh, Jeff Flake, 
the senator from where is he from? Arizona, Arkansas, where is it? Wherever he's from, mm-hmm. he um, is the one who got cornered by a couple of women who are victims of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. He was trying to get in the elevator, and they cornered him. And oh, they were saying, yeah, you know, yeah. So if you vote to put this guy in office, you're essentially saying to me and to women who have been assaulted that you don't care. That it's okay to put this person on the highest court in the land, if in fact what he if he did what he's accused of, you know that's not right. And she was yelling, she was all emotional, and the look on his face was like, I'm just trying to get where I'm trying to go. I'm not trying to hear this. He just had this look on his face like, could somebody push the button and close this door? Because it's, 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 it, I think he's the one that called for the investigation. He is. Okay. I think she got to him, and uh-huh. I think he also realized that you need to put a put an end to this. Right. Don't let them rush this vote through. Okay. So, I guess shout out to uh, yeah. Senator Flake. Right. At least get some clarity. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the key thing. I think a lot of them are on the fence. They're not sure what to believe. Mm-hmm. And once they do the investigation, maybe some other things might be uncovered, then that can kind of put them over and say, look, yay or nay, you know. So, But the sad thing is you did hear them in the um, after the uh, hearing was over. Mm-hmm. And when they were interviewed by various uh, reporters and stuff, they were saying, well, both of them were very compelling they both seemed very convinced that they recall what they recall. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting that when she took a light, uh, what do you call it, polygraph? Mm-hmm. Poly, what's it called? Polygraph. Polygraph. Mm-hmm. polygraph. Mm-hmm. And passed it twice, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And then he sat up there, Kavanaugh, mm-hmm. during his time and talked about how unreliable they are. Right. But yet when he was hearing other cases in years back, he talked about how good it is to have a polygraph and, you know, they're admissible. But not for him. All it is, right. <laughs> it's like, oh, it was good, it was good right. then when it right. was benefiting you. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to take a little CC. If you guys want to get in the conversation, here's up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press 1. Press 1 to get in the queue. We'll be right back with the Hit It and Quit It. Hey, this is Redwine. Just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it. PJs only. No clothes allowed. And I was just trying to get this done. Hey, Redwine. Are you talking about the Pajama Party? Where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about eating. I know you guys aren't doing this spot without me. Carol with the Yellow Talk. Did you tell everybody that um, they can reach us at apajamaparty.com or call us live, 914-803-4306. Check us out on Twitter, and don't forget to kiss us. Okay, now is the time for me to sing. Oh, me, me, no, me, no, me, no, me. No, we don't have time for all that. Why don't she consent? Uh, Let's get back to the Welcome back to a John Party Money Host Poverty. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir. Bonsoir, darling. You all right over there? Woo. Yes. I'm thirsty. Mm. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. All right, it's time to hit them and quit them. Mm-hmm. So, I'm a, can I start first? Sure. All right, I want to talk about the crisis hotline. Their calls on the um, on the um, mm-hmm. rape, abuse, and incest national network mm-hmm. has gone up 201 percent. Wow. Since this hearing started. Oh, Lord. How crazy is that? Oh, that is. You know, people are starting to realize that there's a lot of people who have been affected and who have been assaulted who have either buried it so far in their memory Mm -hmm. or have ignored it or have tried to deal with it. However, they have tried to deal with it. And seeing this hearing Mm -hmm. has made them realize, you know what? I should probably talk to somebody. I shouldn't keep this thing, you know, like a festering sore, just trying to keep it within. So, anyway, they're saying that, you know, people need to understand that that 201% was not based on a whole lot of sexual assaults that just happened. This is from people who are just now coming, coming, bringing it up to the surface and are more willing to speak up because they looked at how much strength and courage it took for Dr. Ford to tell her story in front of that whole panel, and people are starting to feel more empowered and just feel like, well, if she can do it, I can talk to somebody. So that's what's happening with that, and they're saying if you need support, you know, if you've experienced something, whether it was rape, abuse, incest, an attempted situation, whatever it was, If you want to talk to somebody, you can call the hotline. It's the National Sexual Assault Hotline, and the number is 1-800-656-4673. So if you know anybody who's been through something and uh, they need some help, tell them to call that number. Again, it's 1-800-656-4673. Okay. That's the... um that's the National Sexual Assault Hotline. Yeah, that's amazing. People are just really getting themselves, um, hopefully they're getting some healing. That's true. I think this will help, though. This has really been helping, I guess. Things mm-hmm. come out for a reason. That's true. Okay, I have one. Um, the Texas Attorney General defends law-forcing kids to stand for Pledge of Allegiance. Here we go again with that Pledge of Allegiance of the flag. The Texas Attorney General has jumped into a Houston-area lawsuit to defend a state law that requires school children to participate in the Pledge of Allegiance unless a parent or guardian opts them out. So what, they got to send a letter or something? Or Beats me. State Attorney General Ken Paxton announced Tuesday that his office has moved to intervene and the suit brought on behalf of former um, Winfern High School student um, India Landry last year. Last year. Landry, then 17, accused the Cypress Fairbanks Independent School District and several of its officials of violating her First Amendment rights when they suspended her for refusing to stand during the pledge. Really, people? Hmm. Amid nationwide protests over race relations and um, police brutality in America, Landry, who is black, said she um, took issue with this line in the pledge, with liberty and justice for all. Mm -hmm. Hmm, Almost like a 
uh, what's the gentleman, uh, Kaepernick, mm-hmm. when he kneeled. Paxton argued in its statement that requiring the pledge to be recited at school fosters respect for our flag and patriotic love of our country. Um, he said school children cannot, on literary, refuse to participate in the pledge. Why not? It's your right. Some people do it because of their religion. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you opt to not to do it, then you either leave the room or you, um, I've heard people um, not face the flag and just turn around and don't, um, you know, recite the pledge. So um goes on to say the U.S. Um, Supreme Court has repeatedly held that parents have a fundamental interest in guiding the education and upbringing of their children, which is a critical aspect of liberty, liberty guaranteed by the Constitution. So the Texas um, legislature protected that interest by giving the choice of whether an individual student will recite the Pledge of Allegiance to the student's parent or guardian. That's a mess. Oh, boy. But at least he stood up for her and said, you know what, if your parent says you don't have to do it, then you don't have to do it. But check this out. This is very important here. Although the Supreme Court ruled in 1943 mm. that the state cannot force public school children are you listening to what I'm saying? In 43, mm. the state cannot force public school children to recite the pledge. That's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So why are they still trying to do it is the question. Because these are teachers who don't know. Come on, Papa, why? Mm. I'm assuming because it's in the, uh, what, what is Texas? What is Texas? A show me state? <laughs> no, that's Missouri. Okay, uh, Texas is the guns blazing. That's that's what it is. That's why. <laughs> that's my opinion. That's what I think. This is a black individual, mm-hmm. and and a white teacher. Right, she's feeling like Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it's her right since '43. They say you don't have to, but the teacher said you're gonna get up and say it or get out of my classroom. Right, you you, you know what they're saying to that girl. <laughs> get up, you disrespectful nigga. Mhm. You know it. Come on, Papa. Come on, chime in on this. I know you got something for us. Come on. We got a few minutes. Come on. What you think? Should they be able to do that? Should they? Can the school? Should the school be able to force a kid to say the pledge? Well, I don't know why. Know why they wouldn't say it? When you're at such a young age, you're you're uh you're you're, you're Mine is still growing and things like that. So it was growing. Why haven't you? I just think that, I don't know, there's so many players on this whole situation. Everybody's so privileged. When she opened up her her lead argument, she told a story on everybody that they were privileged people. They were running around at, you know, uh, different campuses of golf courses. And it was just doing what they wanted. This was a different school now. Yeah, but this I'm saying. This is a, a black student who said, I don't feel like I should have to say this because I don't believe what the words are saying. Right. So I'm not with it and I'm not going to do it. Right. And well, her teacher yeah, well, was like, well, then I'm suspending you. Well, you know, I tell you, it's all like that goes Kaepernick back to what I'm thing. saying. Right, yeah. right. That all goes back to what I'm saying with anything else. You know, you cannot dictate how you think the world's supposed to be according to you. You know, and all these teachers want to get on the bandwagon with the Trumps and everybody, thinking everybody's supposed to be 
what they are, but who are they? You know? Exactly. I think sometimes white folks are so busy trying to stay on the right side of white that they don't see the true out true reality. I remember even on my own personal job I have a person who was a Trump supporter. Every time you say something about Trump, he don't talk to you for the rest of the day. It just shows you how much he's into it, mm-hmm. where he's just counting on Trump to come through. But come through how? I mean, I seen that. This is the first day I seen Trump concede on that situation with the uh, Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Well, if you don't get through, you don't get through. We'll just start over again." He wasn't trying to do all that, all that billionaire raising money and all this stuff. You know, I mean, he's he's in a position now where you know he can do what he wants to do, and he's still got to be president of the United States, but. Getting back to the young lady, everybody does what they do when it comes to the national anthem. If you look, if you go to any field that goes on out there with with national anthem, whether it be soccer or whatever, when that national anthem plays, people are not plastered at the, you know, that's just something they want people to do. You know, if you're right. a veteran and you feel you want to cover your heart because some of your fallen comrades went down or, you know, some moral situation or what have you, but everybody's not and they cut out the same mold. Right. And everybody don't play the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember being in school where they would have us every morning. Mm-hmm. We had to get up, mm-hmm. put your hand over your heart, mm-hmm. face the flag, mm-hmm. and say the Pledge of Allegiance. Right. Now, we were taught to do it just because it's what you do in the morning. Right. We didn't understand what it really meant. Nobody ever talked about what right. the words meant sure didn't. or right. what, what the meaning was or right. who came up with it. They didn't tell us any of that. They just said, memorize this, right. get up every morning and say it when we say it's time to say it. But And that was it. But I think now the kids see, more, see so much influence from Trump to Kaepernick to um Whoever, they say they want to stand for something. You know, mm-hmm. they don't feel as if whatever's going on in the world is right. And they don't feel as if, I guess, um, you know, them pledging allegiance to the flag and the national anthem, that's not right. My, my take on it is I just think the Constitution needs to be revised because this is a different age and time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not back in the day, back in that time period. They going by that time period. So I'm just hypothetically saying, suppose if the Constitution was revised every, say, 25 years. You know, they say history repeats itself, but we're in a different age and time. And a lot of those uh, constitutional things, they don't apply to us now. That's just my take on it. (laughs) Maybe. So, but then again, that's another document that I have to confess I have never read from cover to cover. I've read pieces of it, right, 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 different amendments and different sections, right. But as far as trying to get the gist of it, right, from cover to cover, right, never done it. I just remember something about all men supposed to be created equal. I do remember yeah, that. How they joke? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, they don't buy by that. No, so, I mean possession you know. is nine tenths of the law. Mm-hmm. You see how they deal with that? Right on. So, folk can knock you over your head or bust you in your house. They not even abide by the Constitution per se. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, how much value does it still have? Look, we're going to have our own Constitution. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> to the power. Yeah, power to the people. Having it, that's all you're going to get. Uh, all right. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, back to you, Papa Didi. Mm-hmm. What what else we have on the hit it and quit it headlines tonight? Already? Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. 
Mm, Qualcomm, 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 Qualcomm. That's mm-hmm. a uh, audio company. Accuses Apple for stealing its secrets to help Intel. I, I believe that because. <laughs> Well, I mean, Apple makes up as they go along, you know. They're just as tacky as anything else. And if you combine Apple with Sprint, you get a Molly Talk cocktail. Because those two companies together, don't even one don't know what the hell they're doing. But why are they stealing, though? What happened? Well, because you can make $10 million off it, and when you get sued, you sue for $2 million. You no, I said what stories they pop. Oh, well, I'm, just saying, well, I'm just telling you how people go to, go to steal something. Oh, oh, okay. People steal something because by the time you find out it's stolen, two people have made... Millions, you know. How many songs did did, did uh, Beyonce steal from people? Beyonce that, never uh, stole anything. Yeah, okay, yeah, she's an angel. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So why do they say what? Right. I mean, Qualcomm what uh, Incorporated on Tuesday alleged that Apple Incorporated stole its trade secrets and gave them to Intel groups to improve its chips. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's all about the chip, you know. Mm-hmm. Paving the way for Apple to use them instead of uh, Qualcomm chips. Mm-hmm. So, well, somebody used to work there or something. Yeah, well, apparently, I don't know how they how they got in there. I mean, maybe it tells it goes further in there. But Comcast made an uh, an accusation and a motion to amend a uh, a complaint filed in uh, November when it alleged Apple had broken a software license contract oh. by sharing confidential details about Qualcomm's chip, oh, which okay. what. Um, Intel engineers. So what had happened? They uh, they're not using Qualcomm's chips anymore. Mm-hmm. They got their own. And when they finally got a chance to look at a chip, <laughs> it, it turned out to be. You know, <laughs> so. Wow. People gonna do what they gonna do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, put them on the kids list. Okay, Apple or Qualcomm? Both of <laughs> Okay, I have one more. Um, this temple in um, India, top court revokes ban on women. Check this out. The temple in Kerala barred women, this is crazy, of a menstruating age, defined as between the ages of 10 and 50, from what? entering their... Um, temple. So women that menstruate are not allowed to participate in religious rituals or enter temples as they are considered unclean in in Hinduism. The ruling came after a petition argued that custom violated gender equality. While most Hindu temples allow women to enter as long as they are not menstruating. Really? Wait a minute. How do they know? Girl, I don't know. Are you saying they're checking them at the door? I don't know. In the judgment. Oh, my gosh. The chief um, justice. I think I got a dog that smells. The pack, um, Mizra said that religion is for one dignity and identity, adding that the right to practice religion is available to both men and women. So this is what the chief justice was saying, that that ruling I had before, guess what? That's squashed. So for centuries, wow. temples and shrines have cited tradition to keep women out in their ma- uh, their management, dominated mostly by um, patriarch men. Mm-hmm. But in the recent years, they have faced an unprecedented challenge from women's groups. 
So that's a good thing. Gracious. I'm like, really? Y'all doing something else other than praying. I'm sorry. That's my take on it. That's like the day yeah, on. Uh, he got some dice games going in the back room or what? I don't know. I've never heard any. Doing a lot like of that. stuff underneath the road. Okay now, like them priests. But anyway, it's another chapter. <laughs> That's another chapter in the book. Ooh wee. Okay. All right. Well, if you guys got any questions or comments, hit us up tonight. Nine one four eight zero three forty three zero six. And press one. Press one to get in the queue. We're gonna take a commercial break, pay some bills, and we're coming back. With Papa Didi and what's poppin' here on the Pajama Party Show on Blog Talk Radio. All right, students, settle down, settle down. Today's lesson is on weed etiquette. Just because weed has been legalized in certain states, uh, people need to understand that they should use weed etiquette when visiting friends and family. Now, if you choose to smoke weed when visiting friends and relatives who don't smoke weed, please remember these rules. Number one, go outside. Number two, collect the roaches. Number three, stand away from the house. Number four, wash your hands and mouth when you come back inside. And remember, everyone does not want to get high with you. So don't take it personal. Some people may be on parole. Some may be interviewing for jobs where drug testing is required. And some may be in AA and they just can't get high with you. Maybe they just don't like the smell of weed. Did you think of that? So remember, if you sit in a car and smoke weed and come back in the house and sit on their nice upholstered furniture, that smell will remain in their sofa for quite a while. And they may not like that. Weed is not a cologne or a perfume. Everyone doesn't want to smell it. So make sure you use weed etiquette when you do your thing. This has been a public service announcement for weed etiquette, and we thank you for your time. Hey, 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 Father, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? I'm waiting for the teacher. Students, settle down. Okay, okay, okay. Students, okay, share with the teacher. Share with the teacher. Night, Papa Didi. Well, well, there's so much, there's so much going on. I mean, uh, let's talk about that uh, senator from South Carolina. Oh Lord! With his punk ass. <laughs> okay. Ooh wee! Lindsey Graham is his name. Mm. Now, Lindsey Graham, first of all. He uh, had a set of kahunas from the beginning. Then Trump got next to him. He started chumming up to Trump. And I think he did that. I think 
Trump gave him some kind of pep talk after the thing was over with the young lady speaking. He came in there at the end of the session, at the end of the day, and did this long, drawn-out, it's a disgrace, but he didn't realize at the same time he's pushing this woman, like, into the into the dirt. And that's why them girls are so upset in the elevator, because Graham just used that last statement, saying, we should forget about it, move on, bring them in here, but they don't understand that Kavanaugh, first of all, was a, was a very privileged guy growing up as well as the doctor, you know. And I've always heard, too, that psychology is the easiest field you can go into when you want to advance your career. Because, first of all, psychology don't involve no math, first of all, when you're going to college. And people can go, I mean, there's people on jobs that have degrees outside of their, you know, their craft they work in, but they get paid management because they have a degree from college. And a lot of them are in psychology because it's the easiest subject to uh, achieve uh, higher education in, and that's what she was. She was a psychology mem- um, major, and that's where they all go to get that. And nobody's talking about their parents or their fun- financial level and what they were doing in their pastime. She went to all-girls school. He went to all-boys school. They had a meeting place for all the people and students got together. They all were curious. All they all were curious with, uh, you know, with with hormonal. Uh, because the other two girls claimed that uh, they saw the gang, the gang raping going on, but they kept going back there because that's where they went. That's mm-hmm. where the hangout was. That was and said, why they keep going back there. Everybody could think at a logical mind in their forties and fifties and sixties, but these kids were kids. They were fifteen, sixteen years old. Their hormones were popping out of their skin, you know, and they just went somewhere in order to be accepted, or 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 their their minds made of clay was just like. You know, the curiosity was mixed with the maturity and the puberty and everything is what it was. That's why I said, how can they think that that lady was so destitute? At 15 years old, a girl knows what's going on with her life. At 15, you're, you're damn near mature. You're two years from graduating. So she knows exactly what went down. But the sad part about it is that just like the hood is concerned, they're all trying, he's trying to hide the fact. When I mean, you got to understand how she's making him cringe. And that's why he's so pissed off because he had a gimmick going for a long time. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, somebody came along and exposed him from the number one place that you can be exposed from, and that's your hood. You know what I mean? When somebody goes back to your hood back in the day, boy, they done, they're not even into your adult life, you know? Mm-hmm. They went back to the hood. Back when you used to walk and roam the streets, and it wasn't a care in the world based on anything. All you had to do was show up. And maintain what you're doing and, and do what you do. And and she got him in the hood move. And now I'm going to find out the guy, even though he denying this. And I, how, how, first of all, how are you denying this and denying that? And she came up with a name of the person you was there with, uh, the, the person who was there at the time. And then he going to come out and say, yeah, well, yeah, me and him, we're friends. But he has a, he has an alcohol problem. He has an addiction. Okay, well, he, so he fell off. But when y'all were younger, y'all were partners. So you do know the guy that she's talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so how the hell are you going to deny what she's saying when you know the dude he's talking about? Even though you grew up to be a judge and he's a, he was a baggage guy at the fucking Piggly Wiggly or wherever the hell he was working at. Uh, Safeway. Safeway. Mm-hmm. He was a baggage guy. He was a grown man being a baggage guy. 
most of his life he was there, and now he's going to cooperate in the FBI investigation, which is going to not Kavanaugh know he's done. I guarantee you that man, before that FBI investigation go on, by Monday morning, because now anybody doing nothing because, of, you know, it's the weekend, you know. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you before Monday morning strikes the bell at 9 a.m., you're going to hear that Kavanaugh withdrew his name from that situation because he does not want his friend who was strung out and, you know, the FBI to get him a talk. Hell, they'll buy him a whole bottle of Knob Creek. Mm-hmm. Say, yo, man, let's talk. You want to talk about a little something, something? Well, you give me, give me, give me a bottle. Give me, give me some, give me some drink. I'll talk. You don't know where where his mind is. But the sad part about it is that this guy, who was a friend of Kavanaugh, is still out there, and he's living his life in the hood, in his in his childhood days. And the FBI FBI is gonna come around and crack that, and he's gonna start talking. And I mean, they got him. I just like I said before, and I'll say it again and close on that. How are you gonna deny that something? Didn't happen with this person. You know nothing about it. The friend that that she mentioned was your boy, and then you go admit that yeah, me and him were friends. He liked to drink. He like, of course, but that's just what she just said. Mm-hmm. So how the fuck do you not know him? How do you not know about the incident? Know about him when you? Oh man, I'm like really. <laughs> we think we are man crazy because it might wife, it might child, it might this man. Fuck your kids and your wife. Y'all lie. Y'all lying. All of y'all. Y'all all lying. And then that's why everybody took sympathy toward the woman. Mm. Everybody putting two and two together, I guarantee you. And for him to save face, he needs to drop from that, brother. Cause, and it's got nothing to do with anything else but you lying. Mm. You could admit it that you you were, you were knew her. You, I don't know about the incident, but I did know her. And we all used to drink and all that, this and that. But, no, you want to come in strong like Trump. See, Trump is teaching everybody to do what he does, but Trump's a millionaire and a jerk-off. So he can get away with that. Yeah. Other people can't get. Billy Bush got fired from NBC by encouraging him, saying, "Really, really, you grabbing her vagina? Really, then what happened?" And and, and NBC said, "Wow, why did you encourage him? You're fired." The same with old girl Roseanne, Roseanne Barr. Yeah. She tried to act like him, say what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks like a monkey. Yeah, he's a black, a black monkey. Yeah. I got the attitude from Trump. What they say from the show? You're fired. Because mm-hmm. nobody's going with that, but people think they got the guns now because they're in, in Trumpville. So they can like the football player score a touchdown and go like that. You know, but everybody's living in Trumpville, but they can't live in Trumpville in the society we live in because they're not trying to hear that. So this guy's lying his ass off. Mm-hmm. And, for, and, and the sad part about it, too, is that, that Lindsey Graham, again, was able to jump in her ass. Why? Because he was the average-looking woman. It would have been a total different event, and it would have eased up quicker if she would have been a nice-looking bombshell with a big rack and everything else going for it. She's sitting there just beautiful as hell. They would say, oh, wow, oh, my God, oh, wow. So if she was Stormy Daniels, it would have been different. Well, no, not Stormy Daniels, the other one. Not Stormy. Stormy was just an exotic dancer. The other girl that uh, Trump was with. Oh, yeah. The other one that That Trump was with, Mm -hmm. the brunette. Damn, she was fine as hell. He said, damn, yeah, he must have was seen her, but she's fine as hell. You know, so, but the fact that that lady came out and she looked at average after 30 years, you know, people thought they, the, 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 the uh, sinners thought they could beat her up after she left out. And, and Lindsey Graham just, ah, she's, she's horrible. Her hair's all frizzy, 
big old stupid glasses, and he beat her down. And that's when the girl in the elevator came along and said, really? To the senator, and now it's just going to start, the layers are unfolding. It's amazing when you see white folks start to squirm. It's amazing. <laughs> okay, then. I give it Monday, he'll withdraw. I guarantee you. Wow. That would guarantee be why he's going to break by then, huh? Because the FBI said they're going to talk to his boy. And his boy, he's still yeah, wearing. Yeah, he's going to talk to Mark Judge. Mark does. He's still wearing T-shirts too small for him. So you know he's crazy. Okay. You see the red T-shirt he had on? He's on a picture like this. No, I didn't see him. Oh, I'm Mark. There's a picture of Mark Judge on a T-shirt. On a T-shirt, the T-shirt is like three sizes too small oh, for him. Lord. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that one. All right, well, let's see. We got time to take a quick break before we hit the uh, weird news. Okay. So, is that what we're going to do? Yeah, sure. All right, let's do that while I work on this kids list. Got to add some names. I know, that's right. And we'll be right back with the weird news. It's the Friday night adult talk show, The Pajama Party, on Blog Talk Radio, produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Visit us online at www.apajamaparty.com Click the banner and you can join us online or call us right now at 914-803-4306 The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you so pick up the phone and call us now 914-803-4306 and tell us what's on your mind there's a big fluffy pillow reserved up front just for you at the pajama party. And remember, it's PJs only, no clothes allowed. Pass it on. Now let's get back to the pajama party crew and more of the pajama party. That better not be my robe. All right, welcome back to the pajama party. I'm going to Papa D. I'm here with Kittle. Hello. And Red Wine. And me, Bumsfly. It's time for the weird news, and we got some weird ones for you tonight. Kettle, you going to kick us off? I'm going to kick it off. All right, what you got, Kettle? Man accused of taking 150 pounds of waffle mix. Okay. Wow. Waffle House? This is in uh, Peachtree City, Georgia. A Georgia man is accused of stealing 150 pounds, which is 68 kilograms, of waffle mix from a former employer. Oh, and flipping it to a syrup stream of buyers. Oh, you flipped it, huh? <laughs> That's interesting. Peachtree City Police spokeswoman, Lieutenant Odella Burge, told the Atlanta Journal-Constitution um, on Thursday that 30, 33-year-old Brandon Lee Nelson is charged with burglary. Mm, mm, mm. Police say Nelson drove to his former employee's storage facility oh, in August to work there. and stole five boxes of golden malted waffle batter. Bird says Nelson then um, covertly sold it to the buyers who contacted him about the stolen dough. Purge says Nelson later was identified on surveillance video of oh the theft and, and arrested this month. He has since posted bail and been released. It's Come clear on, Brandon. if he has a lawyer. Five Brandon. boxes. And he's flipping it like you flip a house, like you buy a house, fix it up, and flip it. He's going to steal waffle mix and flip it. He's special. All right, I'm putting him on the kiss list. Oh, that was just stupid, Brandon. 
Brandon Lee Nelson. Yep. You're on the kiss it list. Okay. Uh, uh, I got one for you. California divorce courts go to the dogs. What? This is in Los Angeles. <laughs> California courts could be going to the dogs and maybe the cats, too, mm-hmm. under a new law signed by Governor Jerry Brown. Uh-huh. The law signed yesterday gives judges the discretion of applying laws similar to those in child custody cases when determining who gets the family pet following a divorce. People have been fighting over the pets, so now they're saying, look, you can deal with these pets like you do the kids, and this law takes effect January 1st of next year. Now, under the current law, pets are considered community property, much like cars and TVs and furniture Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So deciding who gets to keep them has not been easy when both parties say they love them and they want them. Mm-hmm. So under the new law, pets will still be considered community property, but judges may now consider several factors, including who feeds the family pet, who protects it, who plays with it, before ruling on who ultimately gets to keep it. Mm-hmm. So now they're going to be battling out on the Well I feed the dog every day mm-hmm. I walk him every day I'm the one that takes him and get him bathed And clipped and all of that You just come in here and throw a ball every now and then So the dog should be with me mm-hmm. So they're going to battle it out So that new law goes into effect January 1st So if you're in L.A. And you're battling over who gets to keep the pets you better prepare yourself. It's about to be different. I know that's right. Okay. All right, Papa. We've got the last one. What you got over there? Uh, let's see. Six Flags St. Louis offers uh, perks for customers. Okay. What is this? Eureka? Eureka, Missouri. Uh, six contestants for a... Uh, Promotion at uh, Six Flags St. Louis mm-hmm. will uh, compete for a three hundred dollar prize, season tickets, and other perks. And all they have to do is spend thirty hours in a coffin. Excuse me. Hmm. Interesting. That's all they get. What's that again? They have to spend thirty <laughs> hours in a coffin. And they get what? The St. Louis Post Dispatch reports that uh, participants. Chosen for the ghoulish contest will uh, buy their time in a two foot by seven foot coffin from 1 p.m. October 13th to 7 p.m. October 14th at the park. Uh -uh. What are they gonna get? They're gonna get a lifetime, uh, yeah, lifetime membership at Six Flags and. Oh, and three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars, yeah. I don't know about this. Missouri. <laughs> the contestants will get a brief. Uh, they'll get a brief hourly bathroom break, but otherwise remain in the coffin. Oh my God! All who competes the challenge gets uh, two 2019 gold season passes and other park prizes. If more than one uh, makes it to 30 hours, they draw it, but it's everyone who gets $300. Mm-hmm. Man, he's still breaking it off. That is crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. One more perk. Uh, mm, one more? 
It says, uh, the, the successful winner gets to keep the coffin at the end. <laughs> Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I am done with Six Flags, Missouri. Yeah. I'm putting them on the kissing list. Thank you, Mike. Their um, sales of Six Flags must not be that high. So it must they, not be. They got to do something. Can you imagine if somebody starts having panic attacks or something, locked in a coffin? I guess they don't lock it. They must have it where you can get out if you want. But if you get out, you lose. That's crazy. Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay, and they get to keep the coffin, whoever wins, huh? Now, my question is, where do you store a coffin? Unless you just have room like that where you live. What are you going to do with a coffin? Stick it in the garage somewhere? It's probably very comfortable. Mm. So tell the kids that's your new toy box. Put all your toys in this box right here. That's bizarre. Okay. All right. Okay, shall we move on? I guess so. All right. Are we taking a break or should I keep going? It's up to you. All right. Well, I'm going to keep on going now. All right now. Um, I, I'm still thinking about this whole hearing situation. Ah. <sighs> What we saw yesterday, I mean, I've never seen anything quite like that. I thought the Anita Hill hearing was something that was a once in a a historical lifetime situation. But yet, here we go again with what we saw yesterday. So, I don't know. I I just want to talk about the whole thing of of sexual um, assault and how people respond to it. That's what that's what I'm talking about tonight. So my topic is if you don't understand, just shut up. It's simple. If you don't understand, just shut up. Okay. So with all the attention focused on sexual assault, so many people, male and female, who don't understand what it means to be sexually assaulted, need to just shut up if you don't know what to say. Or if you're going to open your mouth and say the wrong thing, just shut up. I am so tired of hearing people say, well, why do these women wait so long before speaking up? And to that I say, if you don't understand, just shut up. Three simple words, just shut up. I'm just saying. There's so many factors involved when a person is assaulted, whether it be with a weapon, like a knife, a gun, uh, or whatever, or whether it's a sexual assault. If you don't know what it means to have somebody take away your choice or take away your power, then you don't need to speak on it. If you don't understand it, don't speak on it, and definitely don't speak negatively on it. If you don't know what it feels like to be a victim and you can't sympathize with the whole situation, shut up. Don't open your mouth and say ignorant stuff. Like, well, you know, that was two years ago and you still talking about it? Don't say stuff like that. You don't have the right to tell somebody how long they need take to deal with a situation. And please don't say you should have gotten over it by now. It's not for you to say. Situations like this, some people never get over. You learn to cope, but you don't really get over it. And you certainly don't forget it. You know, there's a psychological effect that you just can't explain. When somebody assaults you like that, there's the fear, there's shame, 
There's embarrassment. There's the disgust. There's the self-loathing. There's confusion. You blame yourself because you feel like, I should have done this. I should have done that. If I hadn't gone there, then this wouldn't happen. Or if I didn't talk to that person, then that wouldn't have happened. So you find ways to try to blame it on yourself, and it's not your fault. It's the other person's fault. You're the victim. So don't blame yourself, and don't try to forget it. It's a waste of time to try to forget it. This is part of your life now, and you have to find ways to cope with it. So I'm just saying, if you don't understand and you can't sympathize, just shut up. Don't say things that add to the pain of an assault victim. How about just show some compassion? If you can't do anything else, just show compassion. Be supportive. Be a listening ear or just be a shoulder to cry on. There's no time limit, like I said, to get over it, you know, in any particular period of time. Assault becomes part of your life experience, and it's the victim's option for how they choose to deal with it. Some people want to take that story to their grave, and they never tell a soul. Then you have some people that are shouted from the mountaintop, and that's their choice. So that's all I'm saying tonight. You know, if you don't get it, like they say about the Washington Post, if you don't get it, you don't get it. <laughs> if you don't understand and you can't sympathize, then just shut up. But don't run your mouth and say, well, these people, you know, they come out the woodwork 20 years later and all. It may take some people 20 years to finally come to grips with what happened to them 20 years ago. If you haven't dealt with it and you it's not your story and you can't relate, shut up. Let people live their life. Let people deal with their own situation. If you can't be sympathetic, this is red wine, I'm saying. If you can't deal with it, you can't help it, shut up. That's all I got. I'm just saying, this stuff is serious. You know, there were people like like in their 70s calling onto that hotline yesterday talking about stuff that happened to them 50 years ago that they never told a living soul. And now they're saying, I really feel like I need to talk to somebody about this. So folks just don't understand. If you haven't experienced it or you haven't had someone close to you who you've been through it with them, you just don't understand. So don't run your mouth and say, oh, they need to stop. You know, they're making it up or they're just being dramatic and all that. Shut up. All right, I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> that was a good one, man. Yeah, tied into all so, the things we've been talking about. Today. It's a jungle out there. I see. Oh, wow, wow. Full of old white men sitting on these Senate panels. Oh, Just yeah. saying. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's next week's commentary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that one next week. After we figure out if Kavanaugh going to make it or not. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Oh, on another note, on a positive note, mm-hmm. I do want to say shout out to Prince. All right. He was awarded a doctorate degree this week. Really? Yes. Posthumously, uh-huh. if I'm pronouncing that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a ceremony at Ted Mann Concert Hall, mm-hmm. he was praised for contributions as a musician, activist, humanitarian, and phil- philanthropist. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they said his impact and legacy are immeasurable, which they are. And Tyka Nelson, his sister, was on hand to accept the award 
and she was overcome with emotion. She thanked everybody, etc. So now Prince is Dr. Prince. Oh, excuse Just so you know. All right. Dr. Prince. Now, where is that? What, what, uh... This was in um, University of Minnesota. Oh, well, why? Should they known. gave him a doctorate okay. of humane letters. All right. So shout out to Prince. All right. Okay. All right. So proud of you. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. We're going to take a break, and then we're coming back with Papa Didi and Living for the City? Yeah. All right. Papa Didi got something cooking for us. All right. You going to be ready for us, Papa? I'm ready. Okay. All right. We'll take a very quick break, and then we'll come right back with Papa Didi. Hey, this is Kettle with the Yellow Top. I'm waiting to hear from you tonight. I'm at the Pajama Party Live. You can reach us at 914-803-4306, or you can check us out on apajamaparty.com. I've got my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Papa Didi and Red Wine are trying to beat me down, so I need you to call back and back me up. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing. So call me now. 914-803-4306. I'm right here on WBJP Blog Talk Radio. Waiting to hear from you. Uh, here it comes. I gotta go. I gotta go. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One of your hosts, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Whoop, whoop. And bonsoir. Yes. <laughs> uh-uh. It's this colonial. Sipping on that tonight. Mm-hmm. Cheers. And juice. Hey. With my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Woo. Okay. <laughs> what you got for us, Papa? All right. Um, and living for this evening night, let's just talk about the, the, the turncoats. You know, I mean, it's just the 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 turncoat is unbelievable. This guy, Lindsey Graham, is his name from South Carolina. Do you remember early on when Trump first came president, he was hating Trump's guts. Didn't get along with him at all. They argued about everything. They they weren't connected to nothing. Then all of a sudden, he started chumming up to him and thinking and talking like him and doing everything like him. And then today, he took the advice of Trump. To go in there after the second half of the situation and during the finale of everything to make this as 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 classic, you know, white folks would do, to be boisterous and overpowering, to be feared as opposed to respected. And he went in there with all this, you know, this 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 strong talk like he did would set the stage for everything else because people ain't buying that no more. You know what I mean? Scolding people is not, you know, that's that's not even part of the program. I mean, he was just loud and boisterous, and he'll be saying himself. All I recommend all my fellow Republicans to vote for him and give him. In. But at the same time, to Clarence Thomas, despite what what Anita Hill was talking about, they still brought him in, and he was walking around the office talking all kind of sexual smacks, you know, documented. But this stuff happened so long ago that there was no video, there was no anything to catch people in the act. Nowadays, you ask get caught in the act. In every aspect, that's how you get busted. But back then, nobody had anything recorded. They would just go to work and come home the next day and say, oh, God, I got to go ahead and deal with this. And they go in the auditorium and they do what they do, or they go in the, in the gymnasium and do what they do. But nowadays, you, man, cell phones is all over the place to record and to do whatever. So 
people proceed with caution in the things they do. But getting back to Lindsey Graham, all of a sudden he followed Trump's advice today or yesterday by going in hard during the final discussion. And people just was like at an uproar saying, what is this man talking about? Is he putting her down? Remember he just started saying, you know, we need to vote for this, get him in there. Keep like, like at the end of the day, give a long, and, and I couldn't believe it was Lindsey Graham because he's a little punk ass from South Carolina. He never really made no noise. He was just a little clean-cut guy, another privileged guy, another privileged white folk, just doing his thing. But, see, he did that because Lindsey Graham is not up for election until 2020. Now, either two things are going to happen. Either he's going to win it in 2020, ride along with Trump to do his thing, or by then he'll be retired because he's going collect enough money from the Rifle Association and everything else. You know, he got his cash already, so he's straight. There's a reason why he was talking all this stuff, because he knew the speech he made was a suicide speech. Oh. It was so sad that the guy in the elevator took the brink of Lindsey Graham. Oh, yeah, Flake. Yeah, Flake was getting all beat up by people in the elevator, you know? I think Flake needed to find his way around that damn building and find another way to travel. I don't know he hooked up with the public like that. Oh. Come on, Flake, I thought you knew that damn building, really, you know? But uh, Flake needed to really find his way around. But they have more security, though. But I thought he wasn't running for re-election anyway. I think he's on his way out. He's on his way out, too. And the other guy's on his way out, too. The Speaker of the House, Ryan. He's on his way out also. Everybody's mm-hmm. leaving inadvertently, you know? Mm-hmm. They're not hanging around there no more. I mean, and Trump knows it. He's going to have a real skeleton crew, you know, starting uh, the next year of his presidency. So, which is the year before the, the election. So, I'm telling you, time is flying. But there's so much crap going on. There's so much junk compounded that, uh, you know, it's just a mess. It's an absolute mess. So anyway, that's all I got for that. And uh, move them all over there to come Monday morning when they hmm. tell us what to do going forward again. Yep, we shall see. Thank you, Papa D. Thank you for Monday. Yeah, well, because Monday is October 1st. Are they going to start that FBI investigation? Year. Dun, dun, dun. Starting everything. There's new money on the table, you know. All the yeah, offices new get fiscal the, year. New fiscal year. Everybody get their yeah. little new stuff. Yeah. You know, people start doing some copy paper, yeah. and some pencils, yeah. and I'm going to get a new pen. And some binder <laughs> clips. I'm and, getting a know. new chair. Ooh. <laughs> Fancy. Mm-hmm. I can twirl around. Ben didn't let me. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's like too much. Yeah, I had too many cocktails tonight. Yeah, true. Anyway, yeah, y'all too. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Are we going out to the West Coast? Yeah, let's head out to Hollywood. Why not? Why not? The Hollywood wrap-up with cattle. What's going on, cattle? We got a lot going on. All right, break it down. Let's get into it. Halle Berry, Halle Berry, Halle Berry. We haven't heard from her in a long time. He's going to be executive producer for Boomerang TV series. Get out of here. Lena Waithe. Uh, everybody knows Lena Waithe. Um, she made history. Um, she was the first black woman to win an Emmy Award for a comedy and writing. She created the um, series The Shy. And uh, also the comedy series that she won an award for was called Master of None. So it's been more than two decades since Eddie Murphy brought the story of Marcus Graham. Remember Marcus Graham? Marcus. <laughs> he was a handsome, high-powered marketing executive 
to um, uh, life in Boomerang. So after BET announced it was adapting the 1992 hit comedy for the small screen, now we know Boomerang star Halle Berry will partner with Lena Waithe to executive produce the series. Um, like I said, she won an, an Emmy. So she's not in it. She's just executive producer. Executive producer. So uh goes on to say this is less of a re- reboot and more of a continuation of the original story. Mm, interesting. Interesting. All right. I'd probably watch it because that's one of my favorite movies. Okay. Yeah. I love the music movie. and everything was good in it. Every oh, yeah. everything was great. Robin Givens was so good in that movie. And she does. She doesn't. She doesn't get her bra. She's no. an actress. I think. She's I think she's good. an actress. Yeah. Um. Also, Mr. Rogers is coming to the screen. Oh. Tom Hanks will play Mr. Rogers. You be my neighbor. <laughs> It's going to be called You Are My Friend, um, which tells the story of Fred Rogers, the beloved host of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Tom Hanks is Mr. Rogers coming to a neighborhood near you, October 2019. Aww. All right. He's going to wear his sweater. And uh, you you see the um, pictures on um, Instagram. I can see Tom Hanks doing Mr. Rogers. The only thing is that hair back a little differently. He would right. just like him. But they have it, but the high top is a little too high. You look at Mr. Rogers, okay. he's not too high. Yeah. But he, he, he can get away with it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Woke Bay. Um, Jess, Jesse Williams, to make um, his directorial debut, with a biopic centered on Emmett Smith's mother. So our favorite Emmett Woke who? Bay. Emmett, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Emmett Till's mother. Oh, oh. Okay. So Jesse Williams is set to make his feature-length director, uh, directorial uh, debut with Till, a film about Mamie Elizabeth Till Mobley. She's the mother of Emmett Till. So the film, written by uh, Michael Rowley and civil rights filmmaker Keith Bacham, um, will focus on uh, Till Mobley's search for justice after her son was lynched in 1995 after being accused of flirting with a white woman. Ah, so um, this is going to take place. It's going to take place in Jim Crow era Mississippi. Till's murder was a turning point in the civil rights movement. It sure was. Um, the movie is based on um, Bach Channel's 2005 documentary, The Untold Story of Emmett um, Lewis Till. Oh, I didn't see that documentary. Mm-hmm. The reopening was first revealed to Congress in March 2018. Report. Hmm. Okay. And this is Jesse Jesse Williams. Williams Uh, Williams will produce the film with Whoopi Goldberg, who is also set to appear in the project. Uh Ah. And Jesse Williams is um, in um, Shonda Rhimes' uh, uh, series, um, Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy. He's an African-American gentleman that plays Grey's Anatomy. Sexy doctor with the dreamy eyes. Speaking of Shonda Rhimes, that was a good segue. Okay. Shonda Rhimes, Gabrielle Union, interesting combination, and Jada Pickett-Smith signed on to produce Kerry Washington's new Broadway play. Shonda what? Rhimes and Kerry Washington are teaming up again, only this time it is not the TGIT, you know, Ooh. the Thank God is Thursday. No more scandal. The former scandal star is preparing for a new role, Broadway production, and she's getting some help from her famous friends. On addition with Rhymes, Gabrielle Union, Dwayne Wade, which is Gabrielle Union's husband, Jada Pickett-Smith, Steve Stout, and and Washington's husband, can't pronounce his name. Okay. 
Mr. Man. Okay, Mr. Man, <laughs> the football player. Yeah. Have added the name to the list of producers. It's going to be called The American Son, a new play that wrestles with race and law enforcement in America. It's a lot of things that are going on that dealing with race and law enforcement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's such a prevalent topic. Yeah. So it's um, The American Son is a four-person drama about estranged parents who are forced to come together to find out what happened to their teenage son after um, he's detained by police. The play is set in Florida police station hmm. and will no doubt deal with many of the emotions that have um, bubbled up over the past few years. So that sounds interesting. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Okay. Got a lot going on. I'm noticing how a lot of these actors are now moving into directing. But then they're teaming up with a lot of people you didn't think they you know, would team up with. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's all about finding your next project. That's true. You know, you can't That's sit true. back and wait for your agent Mm-mm. to send you on an on a right. audition. Right. And you're trying to constantly be in front of the camera. If you want to keep working, sometimes you got to start finding new ways to profit. Right. But I, I, I see a lot of people are doing the dual hats. Um, yeah. They're, in the, they're acting and they're doing producing. Yeah. And if they have the money, because they're making the money, they got to write them the money off off taxes, so they got to you know use it some form of fashion. Yeah. So well, one explains why a lot of them started their own production company. There you go. Mm-hmm. So they can produce their own stuff. There you go. Okay, well that's my Hollywood wrap up. So I might as well get into the cocktail, um, the Colonial recipe. Oh, okay. It is a uh, scrumptious cocktail. Mm-hmm. It is ginger. It's a great cocktail flavor, which has become more popular in recent years. Um, since the release of this Domaine de Canton ginger liqueur, that's the name of it, Domaine de Canton. Oh, that's what this is? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So this is like a simple martini. It's, it's easy. It's one and a half ounces of gin, which we prefer Bombay Sapphire. Top of the woo uh, one half ounces of ginger liqueur, which is the liqueur I just mentioned, the Domaine de Canton, um, and the cucumber uh, slice for garnish. So you pour the ingredients to a cocktail shaker filled with ice. You shake it very well. Shake it, shake it. Shake it, shake it. Strain into a um, chilled cocktail glass and garnish with the um, cucumber slice. Hey. Um, if you don't have cucumber, um, just use lime, which is for the lime lovers. And for the folks that want the uh, additional punk juice, <laughs> you can ask, uh, you can top it off with a ginger ale. Yeah, if you oh. need to mellow it out a little bit. <laughs> for those who can't hang. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So that will be posted uh, on our website. Mm-hmm. You can go to apajamaparty.com. Make sure you put the A in the front. apajamaparty.com. Click on Cocktail of the Week. And you can get the recipe for the cocktail of the week and check out La Colonial. Mm. If you like ginger, I think you'll like this one. Uh, that was a good one, Kettle. And thank you for the Hollywood wrap-up. A lot going on. Um, there was one other one I heard about. I don't recall who's all there. Mm-hmm. But there's a big concert going on tomorrow in Central Park in New York. Okay. Um, Papa Didi was telling me about it. Mm-hmm. I know he said... Uh, uh, is it John Legend and uh, Janet Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, Cardi B, 
I don't know. I don't know what the event is for. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the New York area and you can still, I don't know if it was. Oh, okay. It's called you. the Global Citizen uh, Festival. Okay. Yeah, that's it. I that's did it. hear about that, yeah. So who else is going to be there? Damn, I, I heard John Legend, Cardi B, Janet okay. Jackson. Okay, yeah. And there was other there were other uh, people. Weekend. Oh, really? Sean Mendez, Janelle Monet. Yes, Janet Jackson and Carney P. Okay. Those are the top ones. I mean, hey. Tickets are $99 to $150. Woo! Stadium 60,000 capacity? Wow. I thought it was in Central Park. It says stadium. Okay. They have a stadium there in Central Park. I don't know. It's called the Great Lawn at Central Park. I guess it holds 60,000. Oh, okay. That's what they're saying, yeah. All right. Well, if you're in the New York area, you might want to check that out if you can get a ticket. Yeah. That's tomorrow around about 3 o'clock, I believe it is. Weekend hadn't been out since um, he broke up with girlfriend. He's all right. He's all right. Once he cut his hair, he's uh-huh. all right. Oh, he cut his hair? Yeah, he cut his hair a while ago. Ooh. I mean, not all of it, but he cut off that crazy... Right, right. That that frozen wave thing. I, I, I guess I was just to get him out there, get him noticed, you know, so to speak. And he's like, okay, I, need I to suppose. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're coming back with the Kiss It List right. on the Pajama Party Show. Be right back. You're listening to WPJP, Blog Talk, Internet Radio, in Washington, D.C. You're listening to the Pajama Party Late Night Adult Talk Show. We've added a new segment to the show called the Kiss It List. Every week, we put people on this list who have done dumb stuff or have been irritating or just gotten on out of your nerves. So we call them out and put them on the Kiss It List, and we tell you why. If you have somebody you want to add to our Kiss It List, hit us on Twitter at a pajama party and use hashtag Kiss It, and we'll add them to the list. If you prefer to email your contenders, Send them to info at apajamaparty.com. We'll call them out every Friday night at the end of the show, so get those names in. Now, let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the show. DJ, would you mind turning it up a notch? Oh, how rude! Oh, you're on the kiss it list. All right, welcome back to the John Party. One who's Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir once again. And the kiss list Bonsoir, is a list of. Uh, are you done though? It's your uh, yeah. greeting. Bonsoir. Let's see. Let's kiss the list. Sorry, carry on. Mm-mm-mm. Red wine. More hammers. Just sweet and rouge. What's the kiss list, Bob? <laughs> I love you too, Kettle. Go ahead, Papa Didi. The kiss list is people that showed their butt hiney over the last week or so. Did what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Any, in regard of anybody's life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, or what have you. And my number one person I'm putting on the kiss list is mm. Senator Lindsey Graham. Mm-hmm. Yes, Like yes. I said earlier, this punk ass. Mm-hmm. Okay? Trump was scaring the dog shit out of him a few mm-hmm. months ago. 
Mm-mm. Okay? Mm-mm. He was against Trump for a minute, and Mm-mm. Trump came in with a strong arm. Now he's backing Trump. They're going to go in there and make the uh, final statement in there, yelling and screaming about how anybody picked it. We ain't got to pick You punk ass. Mm. No compassion. So you saying that this is get this person in there in office, yada, yada, yada. Forget it. Well, he did the same thing with Clarence Thomas. Back in the day, Nita Hill was saying he was saying there was pubic hairs on soda and all kinds oh, of crazy yeah. shit. It was out he of was control. talking. Y'all didn't listen to that. Ooh. Y'all still brought yeah, that. Yeah, pubic that. hairs on a soda can. Yeah. All kind of stuff. You still brought that Uncle Tom <laughs> Negro into into the Man. Supreme Court. You know what I mean? He looks a mess now mm-hmm. with his fat, ugly ass wife. Anyway. Ooh, oh, anyway, um, that's, that's what I have on this so far. Yeah, and I'm gonna put Judge Clarence Thomas on the kiss it list oh, for that. Oh, you know, put him on there. His wife in front of Anita Hill about five. Yeah, minutes. add his wife to the list. Why you gonna run down Anita Hill talking smack, talking about that's my man? He almost you ruined it for my man. All this crazy stuff. Well, I guess he, oh, he was tripping. So, Mr. and Mrs. Clarence Thompson. I guess he married to a white woman, so you feel like he arrived or something. Whatever. Whatever Also, we put in Qualcomm Qualcomm and Apple on the kiss it list. Why Qualcomm? (laughs) Apple stole from Qualcomm. Well, we don't know for sure. That's what the accusation was. I'm putting both of them on the list. (laughs) Because I don't believe either one of them. I think there was some stealing going on, some lying going on. Qualcomm is just a small internet company that has the chip. All the more reason why I don't believe them. I'm putting them both on the kiss list. Mm-hmm. Also, I've got mm-hmm. Brandon Lee Nelson. That's the guy that stole all that waffle mix trying to sell it. Now, you, this is the company he used to work for. You're going to break into the company you used to work for, steal waffle mix, sell it to somebody else, bust it on the surveillance camera. You're just stupid all the way around. So, Brandon Lee Nelson, you're on the kiss list. Mm-hmm. Also, I've got Six Flags, Missouri. But that promotional of trying to get people to sit up in a coffin. Yeah, that's great. For what was that, like overnight or for yeah. a day and a half Why or something? Two, two days, yeah. Yeah, lay in a coffin to get lifetime tickets people, and $300 and a coffin. People might have backlash behind They are crazy. Yeah, crazy. Oh, I don't know who thought that promotion was a good idea, but that was crazy. Uh, you already mentioned Lindsey Graham. I have a few. Roger okay. Cadell, he's on it forever. <laughs> okay. Everybody knew who Roger Cadell is. Mm-hmm. NFL commissioner. Um, also Kavanaugh. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, for being so belligerent and arrogant. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, he um, Also in Texas, uh, the Cypress uh, Fairbanks Independent um, School District, but not net, not letting that young lady, um, the young girl, um, choose not to do the... Um, Oh, yeah, the Pledge of Allegiance. It's her rights. It's 1943. She wasn't even born yet. Exactly. If the law says she can opt (laughs) out, let her opt out. Yes. And if the parents, I mean, well, I can understand maybe why the parents have to write something because, you know, they figure at that age she she knows not what she do, but apparently these young folks, they do. Some of them do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, is that everybody? All, all right, we got a gift wrap package for everybody on the kissing list. Here it is. My entire ass. Kiss my Irish ass. You better kiss my Irish ass. This world kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. You can just kiss my ass. 
All right, welcome back to the John Party One. Who's Papa D? I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. My last word is this uh, colonial is very tasty. <laughs> and when we go off the air, I'm going to get the bartender to make me one more. But my last word is, as I was saying before, to people who don't understand sexual assault, if you don't understand and you can't sympathize, then shut up. Mm-mm. Don't say ignorant things. Don't try to tell people what they ought to do and why would you wait and and, and how long is it going to take for you to get over it and or if it was an attempted situation, like with Dr. Ford. I heard somebody say the other day, well, it's not like he actually raped her. I'm like, you don't understand. The man pinned her down, covered her mouth. She was in fear of a lot of stuff going on. So don't act like because he didn't penetrate her, nothing happened. To the people like that, I say, shut up. Mm-mm. Shut up. Mm-mm. And that's my last word. But thank you for joining us tonight. <laughs> we appreciate that. You can visit us on com, where we can show you some love there. I have no love, though, for people who can't be sympathetic with victims of sexual assault. Anyway, uh, over to you, Papa Didi. What's your last word? My last word is um, uh the, the, the courage that the lady showed to come out and speak like she did, you know, and, and I just, I'm just really, you know, I'm behind her 100% because what gets me is that she wasn't lying, you know. She tried to break it down 30 years later as she remembered it, and then the jerk off, Kavanaugh, uh, he comes off and, and, and says that I, I did have a friend named, the one that she named, so how the hell does she know how does she know you had a friend? The same one that y'all were holding her both holding her down. You know him. You don't know her, but you know him. What the hell, man? You know what I mean? I mean, we 15 years old. Everybody knew who they were hanging out with near 15. If you got four or five people you hung out with all the time, y'all was road dogs, and y'all were all together as, you know, high school students. You know who was who. But you try and act like, because now you became a big time George, you don't know nobody. Then your boy that was with you, he's all strung out now working at Safeway back in the hood. Okay? He ain't amount to jack shit. And you trying to act like he's he ain't part of your life no more. So this dude is a hypocrite on all four sides, you know? Got drunk all the time. Slamming ladies was doing all kind of gang banging. Damn. Damn. You know what I mean? You, you, if he was in the hood, he would be, you know, called a gangbanger. But he was up in the suburb. What area was they in? Chevy Chase, Maryland? Mm-hmm. Damn, I need to ride through Chevy Chase. He was having up there now. Mm-hmm. See how the kids or the kids of the kids are doing now. What the hell are they doing? You know, so it's just a mess. Just a mess, you know. And I guarantee you, just mark my word, by Monday morning, Kavanaugh's going to withdraw his name. Because this weekend, he's going to get shit faces smashed on alcohol and wake up Monday morning and not even want to be a part of it no more. That's my word. All right, over to you, Kat. Well, I don't mean to be too boisterous, but y'all folks need to stop lying. Stop lying, stop lying. I need to have me a T-shirt that says, stop lying, stop lying. Mm-hmm. Like Papa Didi said, you white privilege ass, excuse my language, because mm-hmm. I don't cuss too much, but mm-hmm. y'all white privilege ass folks yeah. think that y'all can get away with certain things. You just can't. It ain't going to happen. 
And hopefully, like Papa Didi said, hopefully he will withdraw his nomination. We're going to sit back and we're going to see. Because I believe something else is going to come out by Monday. They're going to find out. But that long investigation, what a weak investigation with the FBI, they're going to bring some other things out. And might as well. You got two other accusations and maybe some more to come out by next week. See what I'm saying? I think they, like you said earlier, those women are going to have the courage to come out and say certain things. and, 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 I mean, you know... We'll see. Yeah, we will see. We shall see. All right. Well, we want to say thank you to DC Homegrown, our parent company. Even lights on, paying the bills. Always appreciate that. Uh, don't forget to check out the cocktail of the week on apajamaparty.com. Click on the cocktail of the week uh, graphic, and you can get the recipe. And you can check out. This show and previous shows, if you go to the archives, and uh, make sure you tell somebody about the Pajama Party Show. Help us grow the family. And I think that's about it. Uh, let's say good night. I'm going to say good night. Bonsoir. Until next Friday. Let's say good night, Papa. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Cattle. Good night. All right, we're done and we're out till next Friday. Thanks for hanging with us. See you next Friday. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night.